I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 415ers podcast, as always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That is Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. Please follow Mark on social at Mark Grandy. Mark of the C, Grandy with an I. Uh, I'm on social at egiddings10. Mark, let's move on to a different sort of theme that we'll have running throughout this offseason. We'll kind of sporadically drop these in, but I, I was just sort of thinking about with the draft and some of the, I would say, future positions that the 49ers will have to take a look at There's, to me, a few different spots in which they'll have decisions to make in the near future. And it just kind of got my brain working because they signed Chris Conley, former Jacksonville Jaguar, to a one-year deal as a wide receiver. So he'll have a chance to compete potentially for a third or maybe fourth spot. Juwan Jennings, Danny Gray, to me, are kind of the front runners in that position. You can never, never have too much depth at the wide receiver spot. But are the 49ers content at the wide receiver position. And we've talked a lot about what Brandon Ayuk's cryptic messages meant this offseason. Of course, the way that Debo Samuel approached his extension last offseason. Do you feel like they are content right now as well as in the future when it comes to their wideouts? I think this move, signing Chris Conley, shows that they're not 100% content at the wide receiver position. Uh, I don't think they would go out and sign this guy if they felt they were. Uh, Now, Chris Conley has mostly been a career journeyman. I know he, like, the height of his career was the combine when he just took over the combine. Absolutely, like, obliterated records. You know, his shuttle cone time was incredible, whatever that means. Um, (laughs) And he hasn't really been able to stick in the NFL much. Now, he has played in a handful of games, but he's never really been a featured wide receiver. Um, so this doesn't mean that, you know, he's going to suddenly, you know, take snaps away from Brandon Ayuk and he very well might not even make the team. The Niners might cut him who knows, but I think what this move tells us, Evan, is that the Niners are in the market for a wide receiver. And now they're currently in the process of seeing if Chris Conley fills that need. If they decide he doesn't, then guess what? They're probably going to go out and try to get another wide receiver. They'll probably draft a wide receiver this coming you know next week in the, in the nfl draft whether or not they cut conley or not so to answer your question i would say no i don't think the four downers are content at the wide receiver position maybe it says something about danny gray a draft pick from last year uh maybe they want to get better at the the number three wide receiver spot with Juwan jennings i'm not so sure but i think this signing says they're not totally content i don't know why they would make the signing in the first place if they were I think wide receivers among most positions are also a spot that in recent years you can honestly never be content with because of the rising value of wide receivers. We haven't yet seen that as much from running backs, and there's been a lot of research put together about how you know beyond the age 27 or 28 season, running backs have a precipitous fall off, and so it's very difficult to invest in them beyond their first contract, big dollar figures-wise, but wide receivers – you know, whether it be the, the Julio Joneses or before he went off the deep end, you know, the Antonio Browns of the world that were quality 
contributing wide receivers well into their thirties have sort of, I think allowed for teams to invest heavily, especially in the you know prime of guys' careers. We're seeing Tyreek Hill get major dollars. We're seeing, well, we will see Justin Jefferson get the bag. I believe this next upcoming off season when he's eligible for an extension, we're seeing, you know, Debo Samuel get paid a whole heck of a lot of money. The Chargers have two wide receivers that are making twenty plus million dollars per year, but that does not continue for all of that long. It's one of the reasons why the Chargers have been rumored to maybe try to trade a guy like Keenan Allen because he's in his thirties and he's making a lot of money. It's a reason why the Kansas City Chiefs didn't want to pay Tyreek Hill and instead chose to trade him for good draft capital to the Miami Dolphins who they gave him major money. To me, the 49ers are coming to a, a fork in the road with their wide receivers because we know how they like to build. It's it's different to me, Mark, if there's a franchise and you know kind of a, a front office focus on wide receivers. But the 49ers have not, outside of Iuke, really invested top-tier draft capital in those positions. Now, they've been able to pay them and they've been able to keep them, but eventually I do not think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are going to want to pay wide receivers. They, I mean, I don't think they wanted to pay Debo Samuel what they paid him last offseason, 20-plus million, putting him in the top 10 in terms of wide receivers and then seeing the type of year that he had. To me, the, the result of Debo Samuel last year, whether it be because of injuries or cr- the emergence of Christian McCaffrey or the integration of, of Christian McCaffrey, along with the emergence of Brandon Ayuk, I think has sort of also flipped how they view their wide receivers. And to me, Chris Conley, I don't know if he'll make the team, but it's a sign that they are going to continue to look at different guys in the near future and especially next offseason as potential replacements for the guys that they have because they want to build from the inside out, not the outside in. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I, I think you might be onto something there. The other thing to consider, Chris Conley... 6'2", really fast, generally an outside guy. I know this isn't a perfect comp. I mean, Brandon Ayuk's only six foot, but he's the Niners' best deep threat. Mm-hmm. He's the Niners', you know, fastest wide receiver. And I know Debo's quick, but you don't really think of Debo as that downfield threat. I'm not saying that the Niners are preparing to move off of Brandon Ayuk. I'm not at all. But it's interesting, the wide receiver that they did sign is most like Brandon Ayuk of of the guys currently on their roster. Um, That's one other thing to keep an eye on. I do not expect this to happen at all, but there's been the scuttlebutt around the league that the New York Giants love them some Brandon Ayuk. They pick late in the first round. Ayuk's probably worth a late first round draft pick. Again, I do not expect it to happen, but I, I do think that that, perhaps means something the fact that Chris Conley kind of fits a Brandon Ayuk mold again it's not a perfect fit I'm probably reaching a little bit here uh but he's most like Brandon Ayuk he's more like Ayuk than he's like Debo Samuel or Jawan Jennings 
Um, so I don't know what that means exactly. I still think this decision is a year away from now, but the 49ers are certainly aware of it. And maybe you're right. Maybe this is them signaling. They're just beginning to try to find an answer to a problem that might present itself a year from now. Okay, Mark. So more likely to be traded on draft night, Trey Lance or Brandon. Ayuk? Oh, not close. Trey Lance. Brandon. I- oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> no question. No question. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It would be Trey Lance. And well, we're going to find out. I oh, damn it. I really hope it doesn't happen. I but, hope so too. I hope I'm wrong. No, and, and we'll continue these series. Look, next Tuesday, next episode you hear from us on the 415ers. Uh, we're going to dig into more draft prospects, more positions that the 49ers will need to address come next week. Of course, the NFL draft on Thursday and also a bit of these segments going around the different positions that are in the near future, likely to be looked at potentially replaceable for the 49ers. So stay on the lookout for that. But that's going to do it for this episode of the 415ers podcast. We appreciate you tuning in as always on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Please download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. That is Mark Granny. I'm Evan Giddings. I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. See you.